Hello and welcome to Easy Aces from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Jane's 18-year-old niece, Betty, who came to town to live with the Aces, has developed a crush on Marge's boyfriend, Neil Williams. At first, Marge took it laughingly, but last night when Betty came home accompanied by Neil, quite an argument ensued involving everybody. Our scene now is the following evening in the living room of the Aces' apartment. We find Jane and Mr. Ace alone. Listen. What a house, what a house. I'll never forget this day if I live to be as old as McCushler. Now, dear, you're going to have to help me figure this out. Uh, put your paper down and listen to me. Well, what is it, Jane? I'm thankful to have a little quiet here tonight. I am, too. That's why I've got to help me figure out what's going on here. You know as well as I do what's going on. Betty's trying to steal Neil away from Marge, and Marge is mad because Well, she... that's just it. Who is Marge mad at? Who is Neil mad at? Who am I mad at? Eccentric, eccentric. Yes, very. Beg pardon? I say the whole thing's a little too eccentric to suit me. And if you don't mind, I've got my own worries with this new job I've taken. No, now think... you've got to help me. I'm all ready now with this pencil and paper. Ready for what? I've got to make a list of what's going on here. A list? Yes, I can't make heads or shoulders of anything. All I know is that Marge isn't speaking to Betty. Betty isn't speaking to me. I'm not speaking to Neil. Neil isn't speaking to Betty. Marge isn't speaking to Neil. Sold to the American Tobacco Company. What? I say it's two to one. You don't know what you're talking about. I know I don't. That's why I want to get everything straightened out. Now, come on, help me. Help you what? Figure out how everybody stands and what we can do about it. Well, what we can do about it is nothing. Nothing? Oh, no, I'm going to do something. I can't just sit here toddling my thumbs and let my only friend and my best niece get into such an argument all on account of a fancy passing. On account of a fancy passing. Yeah, that's all it is, a fancy passing. Oh, you think Betty will get over it? Oh, sure. All girls her age have fancy passings like that. Look at me. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, look at me when I was 18. Didn't I get over Ronald Coleman? Oh, did you? Why, sure. Oh, you know I did there. Didn't I marry you instead? Oh, second choice, was I? Third, there was Conrad Nagel ahead of that. Oh, third choice, was I? Well, now... Oh, now, don't you start getting mad at me. That's all I need now. Everything around here is top eve as it is. Well, all right. Come on, tell Uncle Tom all about it. Who? Go ahead. What is it? Oh, well, now, that's better. Now, let me see. First, I'll write down Marge. Hmm. And then, under that, all the people she's not speaking to. Who is it now? Uh, Betty. Yes, and Neil. Yes. Uh, who else? No. How about you? Well, she talks to me, but only words of one cylinder, like no and maybe. Oh, and maybe. Then you're all right, and she's talking to me. She did? What'd she say? 
Uh, I'll thank you to stay out of this. Oh, come on, tell me. Well, that's it. What? I'll thank you to stay out of that's this? That's what she said this morning when I drove her down to work. I tried to tell her that I believed Neil's story when he came in last night with Betty. You did? You believed it? I think so. Why not? It's uh, plausible. Well, it's not plausible to me. He can't make me believe that Betty just sat in his office for two hours and then he had to bring her home because she wouldn't let him alone. Well, that was Neil's story. Well, that's his story and he's done with it. Well, it sounds very logical. Betty's the type that would do a thing like that. She made up her mind that Neil's the man for her, and she's going after him. Why, he's nine years older than she is, going on ten, huh? I know. That's why I believe it. He's got more sense than that. Yes, but you heard Betty say that Neil took her to dinner and to a picture show. Yes, I heard her. Dear, then you think she's L-I-N-G? <laughs> yes, especially N-G. I certainly prefer to take Neil's word against hers any day. I believe what he told me. Betty went over to his office after work while he was working and just sat there pestering him to take her out to dinner or somewhere. And finally, to get rid of her, he brought her here. And when he tried to get Betty to back up his story, well, she deliberately said they'd been out together to dinner. Just a young girl's idea of getting even with Marge. She's just a spoiled brat. No wonder her mother couldn't find any boys for her back home. They were hiding. Well, wait till she sees what I wrote about her. Oh, you finally wrote your sister about her. Well, it's about time. When she gets the letter, she'll send for this kid to come home. Oh, she won't get the letter. She Who won't? My sister. I can't write her about this terrible thing. What does she think? But you just said you wrote her a letter. I did, but I'm not sending it. Not sending? Well, what did, what did you mean, wait till she reads it? I mean, wait till Betty reads it. I wrote it and laid it carelessly on her dresser. Carelessly on Betty's dresser. Yes, it'll be the second thing she'll see when she comes home tonight. What'll be first? Herself in the mirror. Oh. And she'll kind of look down there. I get it now. Then there will be the letter you wrote her mother. Yeah, cute, isn't it? Mm-hmm, that's awfully cute. And then she'll read it and tear it out. Sure, that's why I didn't put a stamp on it. Well, why go to all the trouble? Because I want Betty to see what we think about her. As long as she's not speaking to me and Tara Firma, it's the only way. And that reminds me, I've got to finish this list. Next is Neil. He certainly played hammock with everybody. I'm not speaking to him, and Marge isn't speaking to him. Are you? Oh, I'm speaking to everybody. Yes, that's one thing about you, dear. I've got to give you credit. You're so repulsive. Yeah. Now, let me see. Who else is unspeakable? How about Neil and Marge? He's speaking to her, even if she isn't speaking to him, but she won't let him speak to her. Oh, that's the point I tried to make to her this morning. I said if she'd only let him explain, she would see... the telephone. Uh, excuse me, my dear. Oh, that's quite all right, Jane. You're welcome. Mm. Hello? You want to speak to Marge? Uh, who is this? Oh, uh, hold the phone. Oh, oh, it's Neil. Oh, he wants Marge? Yes, but what I just did, I spoke to him. You spoke? So what? Tell him Marge isn't here. Oh, no. But, Jane, she isn't here. You've got to talk. Oh, give me that phone. Oh, you can talk to him. You're talking to everybody. You tell well, him. You are. Hello, Neil. How are you? Uh, no, she isn't here. No, I'm not. She's not home. She stayed downtown this evening. Didn't even come to dinner. What's stalling? Jane wasn't stalling. No, you didn't hear her talking to somebody. She was talking to me. She's... No, I'm not giving you the runaround. Oh, who switched over to her side? I tell you... Hello? Hello? 
Uh, Jane, you can put me down on that list, too. All right. Under whose name? Under Neil. Under Neil. Mm. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, now we're getting into a sort of a civil war. Well, you don't call him civil the way he just talked to you. Well, you can hardly blame Neil. He feels pretty low about the whole mess. After all, Marge is treating him rather shabbily. Yes, we have to do something. Oh, I wish somebody would come home. Who? Oh, anybody. What difference does it make as long as we're not speaking anyhow? Yeah, well, you got your wish. I wonder who it is. Well, it won't take long to find out. Oh, good evening, young lady. Hello, Uncle Ace. Have uh, been working late tonight? Working? <laughs> not me. I was stepping out again. Oh, really? Who with? Who do you think? Oh, not Neil again. Nobody else. He just brought me home. Oh, yeah? Did you speak to me? Dear, tell her, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm. And what'll Marge do about that, I wonder? Well. Tell her she won't do anything about it because... You... I'm so sorry, Uncle Ace, but I'm so tired tonight. Do you mind if I retire? Tonight. Well, there you are. If that doesn't convince you, she was out with Neil. I knew Neil was telling the truth last night. Why, that little sliver. Sliver? Yes, imagine telling a lie like that. I ought to go in there and... Oh, no, I won't. Now, just wait till she reads the letter I wrote her mother. That'll be worse than a spanking. Mm, I bet. Well, it will. You just wait and see. Wait till she comes to that part where I said she ought to be ashamed of herself. Jane, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. Oh, but Jane, after all... Well, I couldn't help it. I was mad. I believe when you have to say a spade, you say a spade. I double. What? Ah, here comes the next person you're not talking to. Oh, do you think it's Marge? She speaks to me, but... Oh, I I know. Only words of one cylinder. I'll go see Jane. Now, don't tell her what Betty said about being out with Neil. Why not? That'll convince her that Neil hasn't been seeing... Well, look who's here. Hello, Uncle Ace. Hello there, young man. Cokie, is that Cokie? In the flush. Come in. Cokie. Hello, Mother. Well, of all people, how are you, Cokie? Fine, Mother. How are you? Just fine. Well, if you're not a sight with sore eyes, gee, I'm glad to see you. I thought you'd be glad to see this overcoat. Yeah, I was just looking at that. See the belt back there? Yeah, quite a garment. Um, Did you get a baseball bat with it? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I asked the man about oh, it. Oh, you did ask him, though. Yeah, but yeah. he said they don't give him anything anymore, especially when you buy them on time. Oh, you bought it on time? Only $2, and I haven't missed one payment till tomorrow. Till tomorrow? What happens Well, to you my... see, I don't get paid till Saturday, and, and I won't have they the money. get paid? Where are you working? Oh, didn't you know I was working? No. no. Donkey, where? I'm a bouncer in a dance hall. A bouncer in a dance hall? A bouncer? Isn't that my... What's that? Oh, sort of like a policeman. You know, kind of walk around and see that everybody behaves themselves. A bouncer by Cokie. Yeah. Well, how is the bouncing business these days? Oh, fine. I bounced four fellas last week. Hmm, four. Isn't that cute, Cokie working? Yes, yeah, there's a bouncer. That's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, and you see, I don't get paid till Saturday, and, and tomorrow I have to pay $2 on this coat, and I'd like to borrow $2 till payday. Oh, I see. Well, I think that can be arranged if you're going to be sure to pay it back. Oh, sure. What does he want there, $2? Yeah, and you understand, Cokie, that I want to be sure to get this back. You know, things haven't been going so well with us lately. Yeah, I saw Neil. He told me you lost all your money. Yes, we did, Cokie. Gee, that's too bad, old-timer. Old-timer, yeah. Well, thanks, my friend. Uh, here you are. Two bucks. Thanks. I'll sure pay you this back the first thing Saturday hey, morning. Hey, Jane, I took the trouble of stealing this letter and putting a stamp on for you. What? I found this letter lying on my dresser. I read it before I knew it wasn't meant for me. I sealed it for you and put a stamp on it. You want me to mail it? Mail it? Oh, you've got it all wrong, Betty. You're not... Oh, uh, Betty, we have a visitor here. I don't think you should discuss this in front of him. Who's he? He's Cokie. 
I'm not asking for a criticism. I'm asking for an introduction. Oh, uh, Betty, this is Pokey. This is Jane's niece, Betty Taylor. Oh, boy. But who is he? He's our son, if you want to know. Uh, well, we sort of halfway adopted him about a year or so ago. He was in an orphanage, but he's on his own now and doing quite well. Pleased to meet you, Quick. How do you do? Well, good night. I just thought I'd remind you of the letter, Aunt Jane. But, Betty, I thought you'd read it, and then you'd... Oh. Well, there goes your little plan, Jane. And she isn't the most obsolete child I ever saw. Gee, she's beautiful. What? She's beautiful. You think she's cozy? I've got an idea, dear. Oh, no, now, that won't work, and there's no... You You saw the way she passed him by just now. Yes, but look at Cokey. It's love at first light. At first light? Yes, it certainly <laughs> is. <laughs> well, it looks as if Cokey is going to have to step in and bring peace back to the ace household and Marge and Neil. But just how Jane's plan works, we learn when next we meet the easy aces.